Welcome to the Growing in Love for Life podcast, where it's all about saving and strengthening your marriage and creating the relationship you really deserve and want to have. And now, from growinginloveforlife.com, relationship and marriage coach and best-selling author, your host, Liam Naden. This is episode 10 of the Growing in Love for Life podcast. Hi everyone, it's Liam Naden here, and welcome. And in this episode, I want to talk about something that I think you'll find very interesting. And I've called this episode, How to Heal Your Marriage Without Counseling. Now this actually might sound a rather controversial topic, because after all, how do you actually save your marriage without counseling? I mean, the first thing that anyone thinks of if their marriage is in trouble, if they really, in particular if it's in a lot of trouble, if things have gone very wrong, is, well, we need to go and have some counselling. And what happens when that doesn't work? Well, unfortunately, because of this belief that counselling is the answer to solving our problems in our marriage, that's really created the end of many marriages. It's really tragic. And I think it's because when people try counselling and it doesn't work, or maybe they can't even get their spouse to go to counselling in the first place, people say, oh, well, I've tried counselling and it didn't work. There's nothing else I can do. I'm just going to give up on my marriage. And I think that's absolutely tragic. And the truth is it doesn't need to be that way. There is an alternative to counselling, and it's actually far more effective. And that's what we're going to talk about and what I'm going to show you in this podcast episode. Okay, well, the first thing is, let's talk a little bit about counselling. Now, the truth is, and this comes as a shock to many people, but the truth is, unfortunately, counselling these days really doesn't work. And in fact, statistics have shown that in the marriage and relationship counselling area, there's a 70 to 80% failure rate, which is much higher than any other form of counselling. And in fact, not only does counselling tend to not work in the majority of cases, but, but often it actually makes things worse, and people have a worse relationship than they did before they start. But as I said earlier, unfortunately it's what nearly everybody tries and uses to save their marriage. So why doesn't counselling work? Well, let's look at your own situation, and here are some of the reasons why counselling, if you tried it, probably wouldn't work for you and why it would may well be a waste of time. And the first reason is you might have already tried it before and found it didn't work. So if that's the case, this, there's obviously no point repeating something that didn't have a positive effect in the first place or if it actually made things worse. So that's one reason why counselling may well not work for you. The second reason why counselling mightn't work for you is you don't have the time to put into it. And this could be uh, for several reasons, but if your marriage is in a state where you're on the verge of splitting up, you might not have the ability to spend weeks or months in counselling to try and resolve things. It just might be too long a period. So that's the second thing why counselling mightn't work for you. The third reason is the cost, and let's face it, counselling can be expensive. Most counsellors, they obviously charge for their time, and most of them are going to tell you that you're going to need at least a few sessions before you're going to start seeing any result. So it's amazing how quickly the, the money, the cost, can add up in sessions with counsellors. And of course, that does, that's not to mention your time as well. 
Of course, the other thing is, though, that counselling, it's an awful lot cheaper than a divorce is going to be if you think about the legal fees and the, the loss of your assets and all the additional expenses that you're going to have if you go through a divorce. Counselling actually looks like a, a, a cheap option. But, of course, there is a cost involved, and that might be something that you're not prepared to outlay, particularly when you know that you don't have much of a chance of it succeeding. The next reason why counselling may well not work for you is because your spouse simply mightn't be prepared to go to counselling. In fact, they might even just plain refuse to go. And what do you do in that situation? You know, what do you do when you don't want to in your marriage, but your spouse does? Now, I've covered this in an earlier podcast, but the truth in this situation is, you know, if they're not going to want to heal your marriage... And if they do want to leave, then what can you do to get them to counselling? Probably nothing. You know, they may well have moved on from you emotionally or even moved into a new relationship with someone else. So what are you going to do then? Because even if you could talk them into going, the chances are they're not going to be prepared to do anything about saving your marriage because they simply don't want to. So there's some of the reasons why counselling mightn't work for you, but I think it's important to know the real reasons why marriage counselling in general has such a high failure rate. Now I want to say first off, before I get into this, that obviously you know, I'm not trying to have a dig at counsellors per se. There are many, many highly competent and wonderful people and well-meaning people involved in counselling. But I really need to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not helping you if I'm not being honest in telling you the truth. And the truth is that counselling is not effective. And that's not only from what I've seen from my own observation, but the statistics show that as well. And with such a high failure rate, it would be totally irresponsible, quite frankly, and pointless if I didn't try to identify why it doesn't work and what we can do about it. Because my whole mission is to find what works and to help people get a result, which is saving their marriage, creating a great marriage, which is what they really want. So from, from what I've seen and from what I've learned, here are the reasons why counselling is not very effective. And the first reason is that it relies on both people, both spouses, being equally willing and committed to go through the process. And that usually isn't the case. And even if both parties agree to go to counselling and to try it, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're both equally willing and committed. Because it could be that when you get into the counselling situation, one or other of you doesn't like the counsellor particularly, or you don't you don't really hit off with them. You don't you don't connect with them particularly well, and sometimes you can begin to feel, or one person can begin to feel that they're being picked on, that they're being focused on unfairly and pressured in the counselling situation. So that's the first thing, is. Counselling doesn't work because it relies on two people being equally willing and staying equally willing throughout the process. The second thing that happens in counselling that I think makes it not very effective is that it requires you to try to explain your situation to a third person, who obviously is the counsellor. And the problem with that is that no one can ever understand what's going on with you and your relationship than you do. That's obviously the case. But when you try to explain things to a third person, you run into enormous potential for miscommunication. And because of that, potentially getting the wrong advice. So what you have to be able to do, which I think is virtually impossible in a counselling situation, is you have to try and explain your situation absolutely perfectly. 
and that is pretty well impossible to do. Now the third reason why counselling doesn't work is that it tends, to, what I've seen, is it tends to take some of the responsibility to solve your problems away from you and onto someone else. So what you're really doing is you're looking to someone else to give you advice on what to do and because they will never know you and your situation as well as you, they're never going to be able to give you as good advice as you can actually give yourself if you know what to do. And that's part of the solution that I'm going to show you, the alternative to counselling, a little bit later on. So that's the third reason why counselling doesn't work, I feel. Now the fourth reason, and this is a really big one, and I've covered this before in several of my podcasts, it's one of my main themes, if you like, is that, fo- is that counselling tends to focus on your problems and trying to solve your problems. And, and what happens is that whatever you focus on, you're going to get more of. And the thing, and that's particularly true of problems, because the thing about problems is that what they actually are are symptoms of what's really going on. They're not the real cause of why things aren't working in your marriage. And so even if you paper over the cracks, if you like, even if you solve some of your problems, two things are going to happen. One is you're never going to get rid of your problems. More are just going to keep showing up. And the other thing is that they're not going to give you a permanent solution because you're not dealing with why these problems are occurring. You're just fixing them as they come along. So that's why you don't want to focus on your problems. And the other thing about problems and why it doesn't work to focus on trying to solve your problems is because if you want to solve your solve a problem, what that usually requires is that you and your spouse or, or your spouse, either one or both of you, have to behave differently. And it's virtually impossible to change your behavior, at least in the long term, if you're not dealing with the underlying reason as to why you're behaving that way. So let me give you an example of that. Perhaps you and your spouse argue a lot. And you could say, okay, the problem is that we, that we argue a lot. And you could say, how do we solve this? Okay, well, when one of us starts to argue, the other backs away or we we engage in a particular type of behavior. Now, there's two problems with that. One is, in the heat of an argument, it's very difficult to remember to do something like that, something you've thought out in advance. And secondly, you're not addressing why you're having the arguments and what's causing that particular behavior. So that's an example of what I mean about focusing on the problem. If you're just focusing on stopping an argument without trying to understand why you have an argument, then it's never going to work, at least in the long term. And it's going to take you an awful lot more effort to get any sort of result as well. And there's a final reason why I believe the statistics have proven that counselling is just not effective anymore. And it's because in our day and age, relationships and actually modern society in general, they're far too complex for a cookie cutter approach to be effective. And that's often what counselling and focusing on problems and solving those problems is all about. It's like, do this and... If this happens, do this. And that's, a, that's what I call a cookie-cutter approach where well, the attempt is made for it to work for everyone. And it just doesn't work. For a start, relationships are much more complex than they used to be. And I've covered this, again, in more detail in earlier podcasts. But when you think about the expectations we have for our marriage now, they're much greater than our grandparents had. And the pressures that are on us as well to have a more fulfilling relationship. It's not just about children and survival anymore. 
And the other thing is, of course, society is much more complex. You know, we're, we're all suffering from information overload. We've got, we're absolutely drowning in information, aren't we? And in fact, just getting through the day, just getting through our life seems to take a lot more effort than it probably did because we're having to process all this, this information that's being bombarded at us on a constant basis. So there are all of the reasons, and there may well be others as well, why counselling is really not an effective approach anymore. And as I said earlier, this isn't to negate counsellors or to to say anything against them. There's some wonderful people doing some wonderful work. But if you really want the result, which is a happy, fulfilling marriage, and you and your spouse getting back on track again, then you need to look to where you're going to get a result. And fortunately, there is an alternative to counselling. And what I've found, this approach, it works much, much more effectively in our modern society and in our modern attitude towards relationships. And I'm going to go through, there are six steps in this process and I'm going to tell you what this process actually is. But the good thing is I've found that this process can actually work for anybody in any relationship or marriage. Now that's a pretty big statement to say, but the reason I can say that and with a degree of confidence is because it doesn't rely on your spouse and it doesn't rely on a counsellor and it doesn't rely on a therapist. In other words, it doesn't rely on anybody else or anybody out there. It's It relies on the one thing that you have complete and total control over. And that thing, if you want to call it that, is you. So this process is actually all about you because here's a basic truth that you might not have thought of before. But I really want you to think about this. This is really worth spending some time pondering over. And that thought is that the relationship that you have with your spouse in your marriage is actually a reflection of the relationship that you have with yourself. I'll say that again. The relationship you have with your spouse in your marriage is a reflection of the relationship you have with yourself. Now that's a very, very powerful statement to really think about. And I think the more you think about it, the more you will realize it's absolutely true. So... This approach that I'm going to share with you now, it really does have the potential to heal your marriage. And as I said, there are six steps. They're all about you. So you don't need to work on your spouse or on your relationship. This is about changing you. Because once you change, everything else is going to change. And the thing about trying to change somebody else, if you're trying to change your spouse or if you're trying to even change a relationship, if you haven't already tried to change somebody else, I can assure you that it never works. We're never able to change anyone else anyway, because they are the ones that need to make the change. And this goes for our children or our work colleagues and, and anyone else you can think of, not just our spouse, but you're never going to have any success in changing anyone else. But the only person you're going to have any success in changing is yourself, and that's great news. So here are the six steps, and if you can take them on board, I'm, I can assure you you're going to see a remarkable shift, both in your relationship with yourself and with your, in your relationship with your spouse and your marriage, which is ultimately, obviously, what you want, and that's why we're here. Okay, so here are the six steps. Step number one is to understand yourself. Now, this is really vital. How well do you know yourself? So what you need to do is sit down and th think and find the answers to these questions. What drives you? 
You know, what makes you do the things that you do? What, and what's important to you? And what, what makes you happy? And these things, these things that drive us and, and make us happy and what are important to us, we sometimes call these things values. And they're really about feelings, aren't they, rather than things. When I say the things that drive you, I'm talking about the feelings that you want to have. So we call these values. So if you're familiar with that term, then use it and ask yourself, what are your highest values? What are the feelings that are most important to you? And that's the first thing you need to, to know, the, the vital thing you need to know. That's the first step to changing your marriage situation. Now the second step, again it's all about you, is to understand what you really want. Because the truth is, unless you know what you really want in your life, you're never going to be able to get it, are you? That's, that's pretty logical. And very few people seem to know what they really do want. So what do you want to have and do in your life? You know, give some thought to this as well and get a bit specific. And what are your goals? Do you have any goals? And if you don't have any goals, well, why not set some? It's a famous saying, Confucius say, man shoot at nothing, sure to hit it. <laughs> so don't be like that. Don't have nothing. If you want something, you've got to have a goal. So set some goals if you don't already. But think about what do you really want to have and do in your life? And on the other side of that, what do you really want in your marriage or in your relationship? You know, what, what are the things you want to do and have in that area of your life as well? What are your goals in that area? So that's step number two, which is to understand what you really want, to get very clear on that about what a great life looks like for you, what a happy life looks like for you. Because let's face it, we only get one life, so you might as well make the most of it. And the, and the thing to do is to know what you want, what's going to make you happy. Okay, step number three is to understand your spouse. So you need to ask the same questions that you've asked about you. You need to ask those about them. You know, what drives them and makes them happy? You know, what do they want from their life? What, what do they want in their marriage? What do they want in your marriage, I should say, but what's going to be make their life happy? Because again, you can't help them achieve happiness in their life unless you know what they want as well. So ask the same questions, and if you can involve your spouse in this to find out what they want, all the better. But find out what they want. So that's step number three, is to understand your spouse. Now step number four, now this is a very interesting one, and this is to, you've got to understand your fears. Okay, so once you understand what you really want in your marriage and, and what you want in your life and what you need to be happy, there's actually only one thing stopping you from getting it. And that's what you're afraid of. And you know, there's a, a, a saying that I love, which is, your fears are the dragons guarding your greatest treasure. I'll say that one again. Your fears are the dragons guarding your greatest treasure. So you need to ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Because as I said, what you are afraid of, what you are afraid of is stopping you from being happy and getting what you want. And you need to look at all of these things. Uncover what those things are that make you uneasy and don't feel good. Your fears. And have a look at them. And I'm not saying you need to fight them or you need to negate them or you need to assign to try and crush them in some way because actually the easiest way of getting rid of your fears is simply to look at them, is simply to uncover, to realize what they are, realize what's really stopping you, what you from having a great life and a great marriage, what you're afraid of, 
and to look at them. And the funny thing that happens is if you do that, if you actually just uncover them and look at them, they have a habit of just going away of themselves and certainly becoming a lot less powerful and a lot less controlling on your life as well, which is what you want. So that's step number four, which is to un really understand what you're afraid of, what your fears are. Okay, step number five is to be attractive. Now again, I've covered this in a lot more detail in an earlier episode, but at the end of the day, there's only one reason your spouse doesn't want to be with you. And there's only one reason they don't want to give you what you want and need to be happy. And that is, they simply don't feel good being around you. And what's another word for not feel, feeling good being around you? They don't find you attractive anymore. So obviously, the easiest way to get them back is to make them feel good and to be attractive to them. And they're going to want to stay with you and they're going to want to come back. And they're also not going to want to deal with problems and make it problematic either. So there are three areas you can look at or you need to look at in terms of your attractiveness. And you need to be honest with yourself here. Firstly is your physical attractiveness, your appearance. I mean, how do you look? Are you, are you attractive? Do you dress well? Do you groom yourself well? It's important to be physically attractive. The second area is your personality. Do you have the sort of personality that people would find attractive? Are you positive and happy and outgoing and, and make people feel good? So look at that as well. And the third thing is the attractiveness of your marriage. I mean, if, if your spouse doesn't want to be in your marriage, that means they don't find it a nice place to be. It's not an attractive place to be. So how can you make your marriage attractive as well? So there, there are three areas of attractiveness that it really pays to work on and you've got to work on if you want to save your marriage and make it a great place to be. So that's all about being attractive. That's step number five. All right, so step number six, which is the last step, is you've got to learn how to communicate effectively. Now, as I've already said, a good marriage is only going to happen when you and your spouse both feel good being there. That's, that's so logical and obvious, isn't it? Okay, but the, so the key to effective communication and why this is so important and why you've got to learn to be able to communicate effectively is the key is you've got to learn how to make your spouse feel good. So it's not about what you say or what you think or what you're trying to say. It's about how you make them feel as a result of what you say or, and of what you think and what you do. It's all about them and how they feel, isn't it? So there are two things that you need to be able to communicate to your spouse if you want it to be happy and fulfilling. What you want and what you need. That's the first thing you need to let your spouse really know and understand through effective communication. And the second thing you need to communicate to them is that you love them and that you are attractive to them. In other words, you need to communicate the feeling that they feel good around you. Okay, so step number six, this is where you've got to really learn to identify ways to communicate with your spouse that are really effective. And it's probably going to require you to build some skills in this area. And, but there are tools that you can use to become a much more effective communicator with someone else. In other words, learn how to make other people feel good. And the most important person, obviously, you want to make feel good is your spouse. So that's last step, step number six, learn how to communicate effectively, with the emphasis on the word effectively, obviously. Okay, so those are the six steps 
And this particular approach, if you follow it, you're going to find it's far more effective in, sa in saving and strengthening your marriage than talking through your problems with counselling. I've really found that to be true. But you can see with all of this, there is another side to it. And this is about it, what it really depends on is you being prepared to take responsibility. Not just for yourself, remember this is all about you, but also for the outcome that you want. And you have to say, yes, the situation I am in now is of my own doing. I created this, I'm responsible for it, and I alone have the power to change it. And then you've got to start taking some action. Now you might say, well, I, you know, but hang on, it's all their fault, or they've done this and they've done that. Okay, that's fine. But if you want this to work, if you want to create the great marriage that you say that you really want to have, and I presume is why you're listening to this, then you really have to forget all that and you have to say, no, I am responsible for my life, for my life situation, and I alone have the power to change it. And those six steps, if you follow those, they will allow you to do that. Now, obviously, there's a lot more to these six steps than I've been able to cover, cover in this time that we're, we're here. If you want more help in learning how to use these steps and in learning some very effective tools to help you to save your marriage, then I really encourage you to have a look at my Save Your Marriage program. Now this is something I've created. This is a 21st century cutting-edge program, which has nothing to do with counselling, nothing to do with therapy. It's all to do with empowering you with the tools to really save and strengthen your marriage and become a better person as a result as well. And it's a 30-day program, and I take you step-by-step step through a process where we deal with all of these steps in much greater detail than I can cover here. And I also give you some more powerful tools that you can use as well. So you can find out about that program um, on my website, which is uh, www.liamnaden.com. It's just my name, and you'll find details of the program there. So... I really hope you have found this podcast helpful and useful. You know, there really is an alternative to counselling, and one that's far more effective, and that is going to give you a much better result in saving and strengthening your marriage. So that's what these six steps are that I've outlined here. They're all about working on yourself first, and if you're prepared to do that, you'll be amazed at how quickly things change. So please check out my Save Your Marriage program on my website, liamnaden.com. And again, thank you for joining me in this podcast. I really hope you found some useful information. I hope you'll take these ideas away, really think about them, and use some of this, and see what difference you can make in your marriage. Because I'm sure you would agree it's absolutely worth it. So thanks again, and bye for now.